It is way too early to do a 2024 Big 12 power ranking for football, so that's exactly what we're going to do. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. No one man should have all that power. Rankings. Let's get into it. Number one in our way too early Big 12 power rankings, it is Utah. By the way, big shout out to KSLsports.com for building a power ranking that I looked at first. I did a lot of research for this. And by a lot of research, I mean there's a caveat. Uh, Despite the research, there's one thing I learned when looking at transfer portal rankings, recruiting rankings, looking at who's coming back for these teams, which still could change in the spring. I learned one thing and that, well, multiple things, but the big, the, the prevalent one is that this is going to change. But as of right now, I'm siding with defense and some offense with Cam Rising coming back to Utah. I believe they are the deadliest team in the Big 12 because the prominence they had in the Pac-12 for so long. I'm going to side with the best team in the Pac-12 over the course of the last three years from median standpoint. Give me Utah. They have been, the again, the top dog in the Pac-12 two of the last three years. I think they are in a good spot right now. Sorry, BYU fans. And number two. Kansas. And I, you are shocked. I know you're shocked that Kansas, lowly Kansas, the Jayhawks, right? That, that doesn't roll off the tongue, but Kansas is notable games next year. Like UNLV, they're going to win. Iowa State at home. I think Iowa State's good, but they get them at home. Kansas State on the road is going to be tough, but I don't know what Kansas State's going to look like. And Kansas has a lot of really good returning talent. Jalen Daniels being at the forefront of that. Who has the best quarterback in the Big 12? Well, Jalen Daniels is the preseason all Big 12 quarterback this year. No reason he won't be next year because he's back. And I think, I think that that's got to mean something. Kansas at number two, Kobe Bryant also returning to the Jayhawks. They are at two. Three, Arizona. I I mean, how do you... I think three might be a little low. Some people are shocked that Arizona is not higher than three. And many of the way too early Big 12 power rankings that I've seen have had Arizona at number one. Jed Fish is building something awesome. And the defense was good. 21 points per game for their opponents. I'm going to side with Arizona in the top three because of what they have coming back have coming back with Noah Fafita. T-Mac, a wide receiver. They put up... 448 yards, a top 20 offense in the nation, 35 points per game. Arizona beat Oklahoma, but they wouldn't tell you, oh, it's a different Oklahoma team. Their transfer portal rankings right now aren't desirable, the 13th in the Big 12. They don't need to be. They don't need a lot of the positive attrition we talk about with teams like Kansas State who are exiting so many guys. I got Arizona at three. Number four, another team that's bringing a lot back and that I think is gaining momentum. Now, I, I could be trusting the climb too much, but it's West Virginia. The West Virginia Mountaineers, nine and four this season. Season six and three in the Big 12. Next year, they get Penn State at home. They go to Arizona and Kansas at home. Another schedule that's favorable enough for them to win. And Neil Brown has some momentum. You all saw the mayonnaise bath that he got at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to trust the climb next year for West Virginia and have them in my top five. Notice you haven't seen Oklahoma State yet. I'll get to that later. Number five, Iowa State. Rocco Becht, one of the best returning quarterbacks, maybe a top five returning quarterback in the Big 12. You talk about guys who played in the league last year. Transfer portal is going to change that possibly, but I got Iowa State at five because I, again, talk about trusting coaches, trusting the climb with the amount of people they're going to bring back. 
Iowa State, who doesn't need a lot of the positive attrition, who has built a good culture, who only has two recruits out of the transfer portal as of right now, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I've got them in my top five. I'm a believer in Iowa State next season. At number six, Kansas State. I had them originally. Can I tell you this? I had them originally at number two in my, in my way too early Big 12 power ranking. I had to move them down because they lost a lot in the portal. And again, I'm going to use that word again, that that phrase positive attrition. I don't think they are in a worse, way worse place because the portal. However, I I don't know yet. I don't know how they're going to recollect, whether it's this portal round or the one in the spring. So as of now, I'm going to leave them at six, temper my expectations a bit because I just don't know. The, The question mark's too big to put them in the top three or the top five. At number seven, Oklahoma State. Tar me, feather me. This is about expectations when Oklahoma state is supposed to be bad. Mike Gundy is good. I had them at nine and three this past season. Oklahoma state did that when Oklahoma state is supposed to be good. So many times you've seen them fall flat on their face. We see Mike Gundy underperform in big moments where he is expected to win, but when he's supposed to lose, when he's just supposed to be okay, that's when he's at his best. I don't think Alan Bowman is a Big 12 championship caliber quarterback and a guy that can get Oklahoma State over that hurdle. I got them at seven. At number eight, TCU. Josh Hoover, I don't think is that good. I don't. I just don't think Josh Hoover is going to be a top 10. There are 16 teams now. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback in the Big 12. That, that said, TCU's transfer portal class is number two in the Big 12, top 10 in the country. They got 14 guys coming in. Maybe it's quantity over quality, but right now I'm going to buy in. I think TCU at eight in the top eight of the Big 12 is a good spot. Here are your top eight. Number one, Utah. Two, Kansas. Three, Arizona. Four, West Virginia. Five, Iowa State. Six, Kansas State. Seven, Oklahoma State at eight, TCU. Number nine of the Big 12 power rankings, Colorado. That might be to you. You might be thinking number nine for Colorado. That's a little bit. That's too high for a team that sucked last year. Maybe. Maybe you believe that. I can see why you believe that. But they have the most talented roster in the Big 12. They got the most four stars of anybody in the Big 12. And I do think that at some point, Deion Sanders is going to put it together at Colorado. And they're actually going to be good at the sport that we call football. Colorado's schedule next season has Arizona on the road. That's tough. Texas Tech on the road. That's tough. Kansas on the road. They probably lose all three of those maybe against UCF. But again, we're talking about a team. That is number nine in the Big 12. They're in the bottom half of the Big 12. They also have home games against Baylor, which they will win, and Cincinnati, which they will win. That's a good boost. They might even sneak up on an Oklahoma State or maybe Kansas State, depending on how their offseason shakes out. At number 10 is Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech's done a pretty good job in the transfer portal as well. They're number four in the Big 12 right now, just behind Arizona State, who has 22 commitments and is trying to just really turn the ship around. Uh, I just I can't believe in Tech yet. I had them in my Big 12 championship game this last this last year. They disappointed so much. Like that Texas game, I can't get out of my mind. I know they won their bowl game against Cal. I just can't believe yet. I don't want to overvalue Tech. I'd rather have Tech starting at 10 right now in the way too early rankings and then finish in the top three. I will have, listen to this, I will have a prop on Texas Tech to win the Big 12. I will put money on it because they still could, even from the 10 spot. At 11, UCF with their new quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. 11 is not a bad spot to be. And again, there are 16 teams. There could be between 9 and 11 teams that represent the Big 12 in bowl games. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if we got there with the amount of talent even a, US, a UCF has uh, with Gus Malzahn and company and K.J. Jefferson. I am... I am bought in enough. Six and seven this year. They went to a bowl game. They impressed more so. Their transfer portal class isn't bad. It's top half of the Big 12, number six right now. So UCF, I, I'm going to give you a nod at a possible bowl team. At 12, the team is going to struggle to get to a bowl next season is BYU. 
Retzloff, Gary Bohannon, I don't know if either is a game changer enough to make BYU competitive at the top of the conference. That's why I'm worried. As of right now, way too early. Talk about Arizona State on the road. They're improved. You still win that game. Utah, though, on the road. That's tough. You lose that game. Baylor on the road. I think you win. UCF on the road. That's going to be tough. You got you got enough coin flip games. Like Arizona coming to town, as talented as they are. Uh, Oklahoma State coming to town. And Kansas and Kansas State. You should beat Houston at home. BYU should go to a bowl game next year because the non-conference and conference schedule coupled together. However, I can't promise anything not seeing the not yet seeing what the offense is going to give you. They were so bad running the football, so bad running the football. And I need more out of the transfer portal from BYU. Uh, they sit right now in the Big 12 at 11th. Not, not good. Not good. Then at BYU, after BYU at 13, Arizona State improved. Arizona State, I think there's a gap between 13 and everybody else. So Dillingham, brother. Keep doing you. 14 Houston. Rebuilding mode. They got a new head coach, Willie Fritz, and they might go three and nine this season, but they're going to be really good in three years. I guarantee. I think Willie Fritz is going to build in three years at Houston. At number 15, the Baylor Bears. Why are they so low? Why are they so low? Well, the transfer portal still leaves something to be desired. Baylor, way too early rankings, way too early. Only six commits. They're eighth in the Big 12. They're past the top 35 in the country. Remember last year, Baylor had the 23rd best recruiting class in the transfer portal in America and used it to go three and nine. I can't be believe in Dave Arena and be a, a, a someone who's bought in until he wins. And uh, three out of four years at Baylor, he has not done that. 16 Cincinnati, they are doing fine in the transfer portal. Cincinnati's seventh in the Big 12. 15 guys brought in. They're trying to do a little roster overhaul. However, they're still not very good. So, so I think Scott Satterfield gets fired after this season. Yikes. Number one, Utah. Number two, Kansas. Three, Arizona. Four, West Virginia. Five, Iowa State. Six, Kansas State. Seven, Oklahoma State. And eight, TCU. That's the top half of the Big 12. Number nine, Colorado. Ten, Texas Tech. Eleven, UCF. Twelve, BYU. Thirteen, Arizona State. Fourteen, Houston. Fifteen, Baylor. And sixteen, Cincinnati. Last night, big night. College basketball. Big 12 basketball. Let's talk about it. Unlocked on Big 12. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's show is brought to you, kind folks, by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the app to go to when you're looking for tickets to anything, to anything. This is not just like, oh, you know, I want to go to a sporting event. No, you can go to a concert at Game Time, too. And when you use my code, Locked On College, you get $20 off the Game Time app. Download the app. That's where it's most convenient. See the seats, zone deals, flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find to buy tickets of every kind for every event in your area. And again, the big thing for me is being able to see where I'm sitting in the venue before I buy the ticket. Take the guesswork to buy tickets with game time download the app create an account use code locked on get twenty dollars off your first purchase if that ticket's only 20 bucks you get it for free that is game time go check it out proud sponsor of lockdown podcast network kansas basketball falls to ucf on the road i don't i can't this whole league is good. 12 of the 14 teams in this league will get to the end of the season and make a case to be an NCAA tournament team. It has become absurd how deep the Big 12 is. It's not just, oh yeah, there are seven good teams or half the league is good. There are 10 teams, 12, I, I legitimately 12 teams that can build a resume that makes sense for March. Let's start with Kansas and the UCF game. Kansas is killing UCF to the point where in the first half, it was my brother's birthday yesterday. I was like, oh, you know, I'll turn this one off. I'll stop paying attention. Kansas routes him. I tweeted out, they're giving away free money and it's Kansas minus six and a half. The Jayhawks lose 65 to 60. That's no slight to UCF, but also it's kind of a slight to UCF. You're playing Kansas. Who is the inferior team on paper beforehand? Obviously it was 
UCF, who was playing at nine and four against the number three team in the country, and Hunter Dickinson and Kevin McCullough. And Kansas has three of the best players in the conference. They lead, they have a player who leads points, rebounds, and assists. And UCF didn't just win. They dominated the second half, 36-23, ended the first half on a solid run, on a salty run, and they were in Kansas. Inside and bullying the Kansas Jayhawks, getting fouled. Into, and, and look, these fouls, this is maybe the only time I'll ever say it in Big 12 play, most of them were actual fouls. And I don't think that Kansas was called for every time they did foul you. There were a couple of times I was like, oh, that was a bit of a hack there on Kansas. And how do how do I? This is the first time you're getting to, to meet me in the wake of a Kansas loss. How do I address this? Because guess what? If you're a Kansas fan, if you're a Kansas fan, plug your ears. 13 of the 14 teams in the Big 12 don't like Kansas, and they get really happy when Kansas loses. That is what you've earned when you're the best team in the Big 12. When you are the historic powerhouse, when you're the team that's dominated the last two decades, you've won the most Big 12 championships, you are hated by everybody else. So as the rest of the conference dances on your grave, I don't know if I'm dancing, I'm just a little bit more stunned than anything else at the way that Kansas fell apart. Now, Robbie Triano, friend of the show, tweeted it out. I think it's a great point. About this time, most years, it feels like game three, game four, a Big 12 play somewhere in that window, Kansas loses. And we think, oh, this is the year. Kansas isn't going to be that good anymore. And maybe they're going to lose another time or two. And then we look up in week three or four, a Big 12 play, and Kansas is Kansas again. They're still the favorite to win the Big 12. They got a home game against Oklahoma coming up. They're going to win that. Listen to this. Kansas at home against Oklahoma. Win at Oklahoma State. Win at West Virginia, win at home against Cincinnati, probably a win. Their upcoming four games are going to be easy enough. They're going to keep themselves inside of the top 10. Speaking of, it was a bad night for top 10 teams in college basketball. Kansas being a part of that, that 65 to 60 loss to UCF. And as for UCF, I was impressed. I know I opened this segment with Kansas lost to UCF, but UCF beat Kansas. They did. The end of the game, this wasn't a fluke. It wasn't UCF hitting a crazy last-second shot. UCF dominated not just two minutes of the game to go on a big run, but the entire second half and really like the last 23, 24 minutes. Credit to the UCF Knights. They looked really good. I, I, sorry, I'm un, I was unfamiliar with your game. Jalen Sellers, that guy's good at basketball. Then there was TCU over Oklahoma. Now, this is one that I sent. Can I peel back the curtain a little bit? I'll introduce you to my buddies. I sent it to my friends, my my old college buddies in their in the group chat. And Parker, of course, he had to pop back with, you think you mean unranked TCU minus five and a half against Oklahoma? The same Oklahoma team is in the top 10. That sounds stupid. Maybe on paper, but this is the Big 12. While it's an upset, TCU upset a top 10 team. Uh, wasn't really an upset. I had TCU picked in this one. Anybody who knows ball had TCU picked in this one. And I'm still not believing in the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma's best win this season came against who? USC, maybe by two, right? Iowa's not good. That doesn't look very good. Uh, they beat Mississippi Valley State, if you will. They beat Arkansas. That win doesn't look very good. Monmouth, they struggled against. Uh, they, they struggled against the University of Central Arkansas. They beat Iowa State at home. That's probably their marquee win right now. They haven't beaten a top 25 team. I don't know if they've beaten a definitive tournament team either, and yet they're in the top 10 because they have won the games have been placed in front of them. Then they lose at TCU, though I think this TCU team is better 
This TCU team is better than most people think, and I had them highly rated in my preseason Big 12 standings. That Nevada loss doesn't look good. The Clemson loss is looking worse. But now, after the loss to Kansas, that was good. Like that, That's as win as you can get in a loss. I think TCU is in a much better spot, and I'm confident that, listen, listen, I'm confident the Horned Frogs will make it to March. 44%. They shot worse than Oklahoma. They shot 1% better from three, 29%, but they only turned the ball over seven. They got out rebounded too. They only turned the ball over seven times. This was not peak TCU. It wasn't. This was not the best we could see TCU. It's not the best we are going to see TCU this season, yet they still won. They covered 80 to 71. What a shootout. Just a high flying shootout. Actually, I really enjoyed watching this game. I did not enjoy watching the Kansas UCF game because it became such a, such a rock fight. It was low scoring. I don't know, man. Like Kansas could never dominate or change pace. UCF just, they just won the game. That's wild. I didn't see that coming. But now 12 teams, maybe UCF is still the 12th team, but they just beat Kansas. What do we do? Can we get 12 teams in a march? Like, I don't know who to leave out right now, except for West Virginia and Oklahoma State, who are going to fire their coaches. Who else do we leave out? Everybody else is good. Maybe Cincinnati, maybe BYU falls off. I don't know. I don't. Ugh. Coming up, Nick Saban retired. It does something for the Big 12. It does. It does. Trust me on this. You're on Lockdown Big 12, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make and or lose money. Look, not every bet is safe. Not every bet is perfect. But at FanDuel, it's easy to bet. And you can make 100% of your money, 200% of your money, a million percent of your money at FanDuel. And they're giving you special offers right now. There's no better time like right now to join FanDuel.com. 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays. Find the best bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Huh. Especially in Big 12 basketball. I made a lot of money off of Big 12 basketball thanks to TCU. I also lost a lot of money on Big 12 basketball thanks to UCF beating Kansas. But you can make money right now at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is an official sports partner of the NFL. Nick Saban has retired. Why are we talking about that on Locked On Big 12? Well, I'll tell you because it trickles down to Locked On Big 12. And that's not because there may be a replacement out of the Big 12. Lance Leipold's not at the top of this conversation or Chris Kleiman or anybody, any coach, Matt Campbell from this league. However, what this could do is domino its way into affecting us. And what it does is takes away one of the nation's most prominent dynasties, or at least takes away the catalyst to one of the nation's most prominent dynasties. Here's a great tweet from Chris Lowe. That's Chloe ESPN. One of the greatest runs in college football history is over. That within itself is a boost to any and every, not just Big 12 team, but every team in America. America. There is one major player year in and year out the last 15 years in college football. It is Alabama. Who's the best program in the last 15 years? Alabama. Who's the best coach of all time? Nick Saban. It is monumental that a coach of this caliber would retire. It's the biggest retirement maybe of my lifetime. 297 wins, 71 losses, top five all time. Guy's got what? Six national championships has been mowing through those in both Alabama and LSU. That's so stupid impressive how he has dominated college football and guess what Nick Saban can't do anymore dominate college football 
This opens up a path at the very top. We have been talking on this show about how the Big 12 can prosper within its own. How can this team beat this team, beat that team, become relevant? How can this team become a Clemson or this team become a Washington? Well, now one of those pieces that was right at the very top of college football that was making it so tough for any Big 12 team or ACC team or even Big 10 team or Pac-12 team to get there, one of those pieces, that key cog is gone. The cornerstone to dynasties in modern college football is is no longer there with Nick Saban's shocking retirement, by the way, I didn't see this coming. I don't think anybody did with his retirement. The door is open at the, not just for an sec team either with a 12 team expanded college football playoff. There was an even better chance that you were going to face an Alabama. There's an even better chance. The big 12 has three teams in there that one of those is going to have to run up against Alabama. And that might be gone. Now, if it is, I like our chances a whole lot more. What's more, if Nick Saban retires and Steve Sarkeesian takes over and Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL and Kalen DeBoer goes to Seattle Seahawks and you look around and you think, oh, shoot, all the college football playoff coaches are gone. What does that change? And then what if Dan Lanning takes the Texas job? What if Dan Lanning takes the, the Alabama job? And then maybe Steve Sarkeesian wants to go back to the Pacific Northwest and goes to Oregon. And You know, and I, I know those are hypothetical things, but this is the, this is the biggest domino to fall in college football in the last two decades. And I want to prepare you. I want to make sure that you're not shocked when some things of this magnitude do happen that help even the playing field in college football. That is the statement. That is the thesis here. Nick Saban's retirement evens the playing field in college football. It makes things more fair. He had a cheat code at Alabama, and I don't care who I am. I don't know if I want, if I'm Dabo Sweeney, if I'm Dan Lanning, if I'm Jimbo Fisher, which would never happen. I don't want to take over for the legend because the expectation is a national championship in year one or in year two or in year three or in year four. It's an expectation. And even a prominent program like Michigan had not won one since 1997. And whoever is asked to go to Alabama next is going to have to win one right away. That level of pressure, in my opinion, is going to crumble the next coach there. Whoever has to take care of, of the, whoever has to help build Alabama, build is the right word, because think about the guys who are going to enter the transfer portal who only went to Bama to play for Saban. Think about the fans. Alabama went from 25,000 students to 40,000 students on campus in the last 15 years because of Nick Saban. He made that place over a billion dollars, almost guaranteed, and that is gone. Guys, I was at Bay. I was covering Baylor when Kim Mulkey left, and this this is as close as I can get to this magnitude. When she left, there was a quick realization: players don't go to a university very often. This is a true story. They don't very often go to university because they're proud uh, as a high schooler, seventeen year old, as, as a recruit, because they're proud of what it means to be Alabama. And you think, oh, that's stupid. That's wrong. No. Think about the kids from California that went to Alabama. The kids who grew up a Georgia fan, but you know, thought that Alabama was a better opportunity. Why was it a better opportunity? To play for Nick Saban. They'll, there are a few who live in state and grew up Alabama fans, but I'd say 80% of the roster probably didn't grow up in state rooting for the Tide. That's probably right, right? Like the Texas kid that grew up in DeSoto and decides to go play for USC. That's not like a that wasn't a pride thing. He was wow, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to play at USC. No. You got recruited there. You got enticed by a head coach. You got enticed by a staff, by a Nick Saban.
That's why you're at Alabama. You are not there. If there is no Nick Saban in Alabama, if there's not that guy who recruited you there, is there enough reason for you to stay? Especially when a Kirby Smart calls. Yeah. Or when Texas calls, or when Oregon calls, or when a when a Utah calls and says, you know what? Why don't you come here? We'll play in a conference where you can compete week in a week out against even play, and, a, and a truly even playing field. That's why I think this move is going to have a ripple effect that hurts the program at Alabama. And maybe depending on who they hire as head coach hurts somebody else, which hurts somebody else, which hurts somebody else. Anything. I, I just, any little detail. It's going to help. It's going to help. I love it. Goodbye, Nick Saban. Congrats. Thanks for all the stuff you did for college football. I liked him. I rooted for him. I did. I know. I'm sadistic. This has been, it always will be. Thank you. Thank you for listening today and every day. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk about more sports. What do you say, huh? Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. No se grande.